Hey everybody, this is John Scott, former Sharks All-Star MVP, and you are listening to another Teal Town USA podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are, in fact, addicted to the shindig. I love that song. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to show 125 here of the Pucknologist on Teal Town, USA. Uh, you know, I felt like last week's show was pretty positive. This will be the antithesis of that. Uh, I am AJ underscore strong on the social media. Joining me tonight, Rocket Backhander. Oh, I'm ready. Sip. Let's do this. And hockey jerk. <laughs> I, figured, I figured we were just doing ambient noises of what we're consuming at this moment. Are we turning this into an AMSR or ASMR or whatever that thing Hello. is called? Are we turning that? And welcome to ASMR Sharks, oh. where the hockey sucks, so we had to turn to some other content to find intersectionality and boost our ratings. Oh, can we not? <laughs> For, for sponsorship reasons, I cannot reveal what snack I'm eating, so use your imagination. Right. <laughs> no free ads. Oh, well, here. I probably can just turn on your camera and see. There we go. Right. <laughs> okay, now we got... Sponsored by Smartwater. All right. So, uh, do us a favor, as always. Find us on that social media Give us a subscribe with the YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Say hi on Reddit. Remember, if you got an iTunes account, we'd love a five stars and a nice review. And later in the show, I'm going to tell you about some sharks goodies you can win if you listen using iTunes and you throw up one of those reviews. And in fact, the goodies handed out last week have been shipped. Uh, with the exception of Sharks Last, we have to meet up. So other than that, there you go. Uh, if you ever miss a show, want to catch it again, you can find us on one of your favorite podcast platforms. Shows are always available on our YouTube channel and at tealtownusa.com. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can use the Super Chat option during the live shows, or better yet, throw a little something in our Venmo tip jar at tealtownusa. And thank you for the support. So... This time around, we're going to talk about John Scott lighting up EK65 on the comments, Mark Edward Vlasic falling off the face of the earth, and Gary Bettman saying that miniseries may last for longer than just this season, but let's get into the Sharks games this week. A week where the Sharks played four games and took zero of a possible eight points, scoring eight goals while allowing 14. <laughs> Sharks remain seventh. In the division, after 29 games played, 11 points now out of a playoff spot. Uh, let's see. 11 points out of a playoff spot, and you're more than halfway through the season. Oh, fuck. That is not good. No, it is not. So, I don't mean to nitpick, but the Sharks <laughs> actually got one out of eight possible points. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. The shootout loss. My my so, blunder. My I'm, blunder. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, we we about the facts here. We about the facts. <laughs> Hashtag facts matter. Yeah, facts matter. <laughs> All right. So let's see. The first game against Vegas uh, with Balsers returns. That didn't last long. 
Uh, Dubnik gets a start in this one. This was in Vegas, and they said that they were allowing like up to 9,000 fans. I mean, jerk, you're down in that neck of the woods. It looked like there was about 900 in the venue, if that. So uh, they currently they're only allowing 3,500 fans, which is 20% capacity. They will get to 9,000, I believe, on May 1st, which is, May 1st is when the next kind of tier for events, for, for big events, I believe, is supposed to wound, wind up. So I would say May 1st, they'll probably get to 9,000. Or I'm sorry, May 1st, Jesus, April 1st. <laughs> Calendars are hard. You're um, right, fool. <laughs> and with more seats available there's a chance that I may have no choice but to go to the April 19th game with Puck Guy, so we'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, when you talk to Puck Guy about that, you, you should have told him. I was just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> so this... I don't actually live here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this game was an odd one. Uh, the story of this, of course, being the uh, the Sharks got a good amount of chances. They could not solve Flurry. They only get four shots on goal in the second. However, um, and this is a theme that seemed to be all week. This is another one where the officials were a train wreck. I mean, tons of interference both ways. Nothing gets called. Uh, the refs didn't call anything on Vegas until the final 25 seconds of the game. And... What they actually called, I was like, really? That's what you're going to call? <laughs> I was like, man, that is ticky-tack. And uh, it does speak volumes when Hurdle, who isn't one to jaw at the refs, was ripping them a new one, Rocket. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I had to stop and think about that. Like that, I don't think I've... You know, Hurdle has been... In the six years that I've watched this team, he's consistently been the guy who's who's kind of been positive and, and taken responsibility and, you know, responsibilities with the team. He's never been that guy who's like the officials fucked us in the ass. Like he's never been that guy. So for him to be that guy, that definitely says that there's a red flag there. Yeah. And speaking of somebody who would say that no one falls easier than Jonathan Marshall show. I'm just saying he was, Weasel. yeah, he's somebody who would in fact say that. Uh, in the second game, a 5-4 loss. Uh, now Balsers, or Balsers is out. <laughs> Dubnik gets, uh, I believe, his third straight start. It's a 5-4 loss. That's, you, again, you detect a theme here where it's like lose by one goal, lose by one goal, lose by one goal. Uh, and this one, though, Petrangelo, Stevenson, and Tuck are all out for Vegas. And Theodore, he gets on the board in the first five minutes. Wow, that's uh, where have I heard that before when it came to the Sharks? Uh, now, that was one I thought Doobie should have had. Uh, but the Sharks score three times in the second. Nieto, Ferraro, and LeBanc. And you're thinking, all right, we're going to finally win one of these. And then in the third, Vegas scores four straight, including two on the power play. Uh, you know, Kane would get one back, but it's not enough. And look, you know, the top team in the in the division had to fight back to beat a cellar dwellers. <laughs> I mean, Take that, I guess, from what you will. The L.A. Kings, if you're listening to us live right now, the L.A. Kings just beat Vegas. So there you go. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the one that hurt. This was fight night, you know. Uh, funnily enough, of course, being in Vegas because Hurdle's got a fight. Couture has a fight. I swear to God we had somebody on the team named Gabriel who did that, but I don't know where that where that chief was. Kit, yeah, let me let me, let me t- let me take this one from you. Uh, Here's so the ball. This will be... Th- yeah, give me the ball, please. Uh, so, f- as you recall, 
two weeks ago. I um, you could probably say I skewered Gabriel a little bit, you know, questioning uh, what exactly he does here. Thank you, Office Space. Um, and then last week, last week I walked all that back because you know he was proving to be a good teammate, stepping up when he needed to. He was doing all the right things based on what the team has asked of him. So I walked everything back. I ate my shit sandwich and we moved on with life. Mm-hmm. Now we're back to two weeks ago because. <laughs> Why in the hell are you going to put somebody in the lineup where it's like, okay, you're our guy if things go haywire. We need you to hit. We need you to fight if asked upon. We need you to just be our grit grinder out there. So why are your two best forwards fighting while you're on the bench both times? Mm-hmm. Not to mention, too, not to mention both of those times, like I said, Gabriel was on the bench. Chief got off the bench and was playing cheerleader. And I'm like, dude, if you want to play cheerleader, like, there's a chair in the press box for you. You're right. Go get a megaphone. Knock yourself out. This is not to say, oh, Gabriel's useless because he doesn't score goals or kill penalties. No, Gabriel has a very specific (laughs) role on on this team. No, dude, you had to go full take in there. I have a very specific set of skills. (laughs) he does he has a very specific role for this team there's literally like three things that are asked of him and in the second game against vegas on this past wednesday if you're listening live he didn't do any of them and you know i said on discord um and if you're not on the teal town discord you're missing out (laughs) but i've never seen a situation where somebody puts in more work and yields less results (laughs) (laughs) well dude in five games played Vegas on the power play, six for 19. Sharks, two for 13. Come on. Dude, Vegas and San Jose have won the same amount of games at SAP Center this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, that tells you everything you need to know. Like, yeah. like wrap the show now. Good night, guys. In four or five games, Vegas has got more power play. I just like, come on, Sharks, work harder, do something. Uh, then you get two versus St. Louis. First one, a uh, 2-1 loss in the shootout. Both teams came into it on losing streaks. Uh, oh, by the way, Jones gets back in. Good for you, I suppose. Uh, Handemark comes out. Sorensen comes in. It's a tight one both ways until Donato comes out of the box after serving, what, their their 15th too-many-men penalty of the game, it felt like. Uh, but puts it home from Sorensen and Hurdle. Then, of course, the Sharks give up a shorty in the third after, in my opinion, EK65 half-assing a play with Bozak on the boards. And then speaking of Gabriel, uh, Chief, uh, hey, he got a 10-minute misconduct, so uh, we knew we wouldn't have to deal with him for 10 minutes. Bring it back to me. Bring it back to me. Yeah, I was going to say, is that addition by subtraction? (laughs) Dude, again, following it up here, you have a very specific role on this team. (laughs) I have a particular set of skills. If if you I like if you got a ten minute misconduct because you you fed David Perron his lunch, awesome. Yes, you're, you you've got you're on my hot list for the week. <laughs> to to be but, fair, you hate Perron, but go ahead. <laughs> that is true. But to, again, with your specific set of skills, you get a ten minute misconduct for beacon the referee. <laughs> like that was your contribution the entire week to the team. Like yeah, you, you're 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 letting the two best forwards fight against Vegas while you do nothing, and then the following game you're lipping off to the referee and get bounced. Well, like, 
Dude, I have I'm a just question. saying, you, you better, I don't know, like, if he wants me to praise him next show, something's got to happen. <laughs> is is he, is he part Chihuahua? I can either confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like he. In the, wor- really in the words of AJ Strong, I am unsure. And 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 here's the let let's before anybody gets all wound up about this and and, and, clips, not. and, cli- and clips this part of the show and puts it on Reddit. Curtis Gabriel, hell of a guy, great guy, and in the I would say in two thirds of the games he's played this year, he's done exactly what has been asked of him. But like, dude, stay off Twitter, eat your potato in in <laughs> in, in in solitude, and do what Bob needs you to do. Uh, taters and, new tape. And, and you know, to the, this whole thing where he's lipping off to the refs, and we'll get back to your point, AJ. This is not new. Um, I believe it was on the John Scott podcast. Maybe it was on Thirty One Thoughts. I get them all mixed up. But there was an incident—not an incident, but in when he was in New Jersey, same thing where he had. There were guys telling him while on the bench, he's lipping off to people. Hey, they get the point. Just cool it. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's a little bit new. of a lot. Well, and again, this is an ongoing theme, and I just want to let you know, I do see some of the questions and comments, and, and we'll get to those in a moment, uh, but not another one that it wasn't a good night for the Zebras. A lot of little stuff went on called, but then uh, NOT, Kane, completely got away with the hook. I don't understand how they didn't call Evander for that one, and then finally the Blues get called for Hella Dudes. And the Sharks have four on three, and I think they might have gotten one shot off on that and then end up losing in a shoot. I mean, come on. Ugh. All right. Finally, 5-2 loss. Happened last night if you're listening live. Dubnik in. Nieto comes out with the upper body injury. Balser is still out. What the hell's going on with him? Handemark in Suamela in a number 14 wearing Suamela. So what, I guess he got rid of the 40 because it was bad luck. I don't know. Uh, Gambrell would get his second of the season to start it off. Dunn ties it on a shot literally off EK65. Uh, 59 seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> Kairou gets in tight uh, off a behind-the-net pass from O'Reilly. Hoffman has a snipe, noted Sharks legend Hoffman, but uh, they get called for offside. And the Sharks outshot the Blues 11-5 to in the first, uh, down 2-1. to um, Stick taps to Timo Meyer, who found a streaking hurdle to tie it up on a breakaway. Then, that was a nasty pass. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, it was sick. That whole sequence was pretty tight. Um, O'Reilly would make it 3-2 after a bullshit face-off violation on Marlowe uh, that Dubnik actually called Mickey Mouse. <laughs> but as you can imagine, Bob Bugner, when it came to that call, uh, Bugner had some things to say. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I think everybody in the rink, including the, their team, our team, I think is the other linesmen, the refs. I think everybody was shocked. It was a, a brutal, brutal call. It really, in my mind, cost. it turned the whole game around. And, uh, you know, it took the game out of our hands a little bit there. And now we're playing catch up and trying to cheat and uh you know just it's just uh it's ridiculous i haven't seen that call i don't know how long i i know this year i haven't seen that call so i may be throughout the whole league so that is uh um that one hurts uh but there's really no explanation for it. it's just a horrible call but i don't know i guess did he spun too early or something i don't know if i have watched it three times it's completely fine 
Uh, it's Patty Marlowe, by the way. The guy's the guy's gonna set Gordy Howe's record, and you threw him in a box, and it affected the whole game. And just like use your head. Damn right, Bugner had some things to say, and I yeah. want to thank Sharks last because this goes to show you how little I am paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, Sue Miller's not wearing 40 because Dubnik is. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I didn't even well, think two, about that. two things can be true. <laughs> so, uh, Kairu makes it 4-2 as EK65 performs one of his patented half-ass plays to the point that even Brett Hedekin mentioned it on the broadcast. Then Perron made it 5-2 with an empty net on yet another half-ass play by EK65. So, my notes from this one... Uh, as, as excited as EK got me last week, where it's, oh, yeah, man, guys, okay, make me a believer, dude. Make me – in fact, what, what what's the term, jerk? <laughs> he he uh, he was mowing your lawn last week, and uh, now this week he um, – Dude, pulling he, weeds? He, he, yeah, I was, he fell asleep in the lawn chair. He's sitting in the compost pile, man. Yeah. Dude. Um I mean, Somebody threw a rock in in the in the turbine on the lawn. <laughs> no, I mean, he has a goal going directly off his leg. Okay, fine, weird bounce, but the empty net—that's him being lazy. It's, ugh. I mean, fine, the game's faded complete at that point. But dude, like, dude, <laughs> you're a vet. Lead the way. Like, show the little one, you know, the younger guys, what it's about to like. Never say die. I don't know. White flag play to me, but anyway. So that's four games for you. Uh, you know, overarching thing of this, look, the Sharks had the lead in three out of four of these. That sucks. <laughs> One power play goal scored. Allowed four. It, it, it's it's kind of shitty because the Sharks lost all four of these games this week, but I, I feel like for all four, you could make the argument where in, in in none of these games was it was it a situation where the game was over halfway through the first period. Like the Sharks, the Sharks were in um, all four of these games right to the bitter end. And 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 I always say, you know, it's you know they lost not for a lack of trying. I mean, you obviously correctly pointed out some some misplays by Eric Carlson, and that's that's not some secret. But the Sharks were there in all four of these games. They were there, and it slipped away. And if this was a full 82-game season where the Sharks are a good team, you say, ah, it's a weird stretch. We'll come out of the weekend, and who cares? But this <laughs> now is it's sh- like, but this and playoffs but this is, It's a shortened season, and you're already a bad team. Like, to, to have four, I'm not going to say winnable games, but to have four games that you were in control of, and you lose all four. Mm-hmm. I mean, we said... I believe we, we intimated last week where, oh, if the Sharks go 0-4, playoffs are probably done, and... Here we are. So. <laughs> well, we've reached one game over the halfway point of the season. Sharks, like I said, 11 points out. After 29 games, 11, 14, and 4. 26 points. Last season, after 29 games, 15, 13, and 1 for 31 points. So what's, I think, even more concerning is that you can't blame being worse this season on injuries or players underperforming. Like LeBanc sucked last year. This year he's one of the few that are living that are you know living up to it, to their deal. Sorensen, what? That's kind of a wash this year and last season. <laughs> he's at the very least he's consistent. Yes, 
Uh, maybe Timo Meyer kind of sucking a little bit more this this season. Yeah, but but, but third on the team in scoring, so he's he's there, you know. Yeah. Which I think is the red flag for wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But poof, I like, I mean I. You're worse, I, I, and there's been less injuries and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that, and that's the thing. And I and I boldly said at the beginning of the year, you know, that the the team will be better. And and if you look at the standings, obviously that's not the case. They're statistically worse. But to to AJ's point and and Rocket, I'm sure you'll agree with me here, where it's like you look at last year's the forwards last year compared to this year, the forwards are leaps and bounds better this year than they were last year. Oh yeah. And so I have to think from a team perspective you know you're getting more offense from your forwards at least it appears that way you know the goaltending and the defense needs to step up and they need to do their part as well mm-hmm. so you think maybe that's why we've only been losing games by a point or, or excuse me a goal <laughs> instead of it being like a nine to blowout every single time is because we're actually getting offensive production this year and it really is just the defense it's in shambles i would say so i mean okay. it's like I said, even, you know, this the team is not very good this year, but I don't think it's ever been in doubt where, like, if you if they say, yeah, we're going to come out, we're going to score three goals tonight. Like, even at their worst moment, I believe that. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you have you have two goaltenders, obviously, both of whom with a sub-900 save percentage. And the defense, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you you look at Mario Ferraro, you look at Nikolai Kanijov, they've been really, really good, but... They're not the guys that you're really ex- you're you're wanting them to be really really good, but they're not who you're expecting to be really really good. You're expecting Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, Eric yeah. Carlson, mm-hmm. and they're not. Unfor- unfortunately, yeah. I mean, if you know, I if Bur- Burns could be dash fifteen the whole year, but if he's scoring goals and and getting assists, I don't really care. But he's not exactly. Um, and then <laughs> to to I don't of... know. I, I you say that, but. Last in last night's game against the Blues, that whole sequence that opened up to that first goal was all like I would say eighty nine percent of it was Brent Burns. Could be. So he's <laughs> doing stuff out there. I'm not saying that he's not. Well, look, I mean, no, it's sure he's definitely doing things. But I I can I can call back to even two years ago where it was like you put the puck on his stick and one way or another it's going in the net. You know. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh. And can't, we're eleven points out. <laughs> we're beyond the halfway point at this at this mark. Uh, can the broadcast team stop with the you know they only need to do this to make the playoffs? Like, look, I get it. You're trying to market the team and everything, but enough with pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. Like, you know, you have to call a spade a spade at some point. No, I don't think they have to. I think they can be. Excuse me, the eternal optimist Pollyannas that they're they've been contractually obligated to be. <sighs> like they, well, nope, you know what I mean. Otherwise, they're gonna get the old Spanish archer, just well, and, like uh, Drew Amanda did. And you know what, Rocket? Hey, the Sharks—they might—they might be seventh in the Western Division, but but at least they're number one in our hearts. I at least they—at least hey, at least they went out there and tried. <clears throat> All right, break out the home. There's a, or the, there's, uh, a tro- there's a trophy for that, right? There's a banner. There's definitely break, a banner we can raise. Break out the Bart Simpson <laughs> meme, or GIF, I should say. So, Wait, put up a banner. <laughs> went 500 against St. Louis. There you go. So what do we, <laughs> what do we look for over the second half of the season? 
And with the trade deadline less than a month away, you know, is Wilson going to even make any moves? I mean, I've been hearing some some talk about yes. uh, the Canadian teams are interested in Marcus Sorensen, and of course, I'm going. Take him. Really? Fine, get rid of him. Yeah, I'm like, can yeah. we put a bow on him? Yeah, I don't know. I I think how many times do you see though, uh, where a guy's just not in an ideal position, and when he gets into that ideal position, it works out for him. Like that's true. So Europe to... is the ideal position for Marcus. <laughs> no, I know. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get all all these hooligans who who say, "Oh, post heel syndrome." Wow, <laughs> I'm so mad. But it's like, like who cares no. if he's doing well for another team? Like he wasn't doing well for the team you cheer for. So whatever, right? You know, and it, <clears throat> and if some team wants to give up a third round pick for zero goals, you do it and you run the other way. <laughs> Dude, I think I speak. <laughs> For the vast majority of Sharks fans about Sorensen, when I say goodbye, that's it. See Nothing ya. personal, man. Just, um, okay, next. Thank you, next. Yeah. So, coming this week, you got two versus LA. As I said earlier, <laughs> just beat the Golden Knights. So, they are currently six in their division. Although, that jerk, you might have to... Uh, Talk to me about that one. That may have just changed. Yeah, LA's LA's now fifth in the division. There you go. So they've moved up to fifth, and so over their last ten, that that puts them at what, like four, four and two or something. Correct. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, but the Kings are one zero oh, and one against the Sharks this season. Following two against the Kings, you've got the back to backs versus the uh, Arizona team, formerly known as Jerks Yotes, and. Uh, we're taking this year off. <laughs> so the formerly Jerks Yotes are currently now, I'm going to say, sixth. Did yes. they, they switch spots with the Kings? And what are they? They're like 4-4-2 four, four, and two over their last 10? Yeah, L.A. and Arizona, they have the same exact record over the last 10. Wow. Uh, Although, and... I will check this out, though. L.A. plus 4. Arizona, minus 15. We're talking goal differential here. Yowza! So, very wow. similar... The standings will tell you very similar teams, but the goal scored and goals allowed, I think, tell a different story. Dude. Yeah. And the funny thing, again, you're talking about same like record over the last 10. They're both 1-0-1 in the two games that they've played San Jose. <laughs> I, so there's you know, good news. This, and, and you know what? 0-4 um, this past week. Brutal. Um uh, but I mean Arizona and LA, they're above the Sharks in the standings. But I I think in 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 a certain way you can make the argument that they're not better a better team than the Sharks. Neither of them. Mm-hmm. So if the Sharks want a snowball's chance in hell at sniffing a playoff spot, they gotta go four and zero this coming week. Well, and I'm interested to see what what happens with the Blues as well because those those guys. I mean, they're who who is it? It was uh. Sanford? No, Sunquist. Sunquist is the one Oscar that Sunquist. Yeah, yeah, took that awkward so. hit and now he's out for the season. They've had different pieces. And you to, you want to talk about goal differential. Or not necessarily goal differential, but goals allowed. Yikes. San yeah. or St. Louis is letting a lot of rubber in. So the blue and you know what to to their credit though, they've got four guys on long term injured reserve, three guys on regular injured reserve, and they're still fourth in the division. I mean it's if they well, make it, it's damn impressive, I'll say that. Yeah, I was gonna wow, say get back to Ranger. me. Get back to me in a couple weeks. We'll see where we're at. <laughs> um 
Uh, like a tiger in the chat, though, I like it for a banner idea. Throw up a banner that says, we were tougher to play against? I, I, I really <laughs> like it with the, uh, yeah, I like question the question mark, mark at that end. The end. I, I, I love, especially after, um, I don't remember which Vegas game it was, but I just love how the broadcast was championing, championing the moral victory and being tough to play against. And then in the post-game Zoom, you know, Couture is like, yeah, moral victories don't mean shit to us. <laughs> they suck. I just thought that was that was that was a spicy meatball. I um, love him. Hey, speaking of spice, let's get to who's hot and who's not. Oh. It's gonna be pretty quick. <laughs> as you can imagine. Says you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh I'm gonna say for this last week, you know, it was uh it w- it was a little uh shall we say brisk. Not a lot a lot of warmth th- this week, but I'm just gonna keep throwing it a out. Hot pocket at the microwave. The, yeah, about it. very hot pocket. Where a little, little warm on the outsides, ice cube in the middle. But Mario Ferraro, a mm-hmm. goal and an assist, and damn near took the team on his shoulders in Game Two versus Vegas, trying to drag them over the finish line. Couldn't quite make it, but god damn, if that kid isn't wearing a letter, damn soon. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for him to peel that A right off of Eric Carlson's jersey. Dude, yep. you right. Uh, uh, but we have me... to remember that it that the that's not something that's given just on merit and congeniality. It's given on how well a player knows the rules because that person is the only person on the team that can interact with the officials. Of course. So, but he's got such a bubbly personality. I could just picture him going no, up to an no, official, going, "Not about congeniality, dude, man." It's I know, but when he goes up to the official staff. and been like, "Dude, you you know you follow youngest of plugs, right?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, referees are not. I mean, they're impervious to charm. I don't Snacks, know. Kids you can get him with charm. No. Kids got a lot of charm, man. I feel really like he he just like roll over up to uh, up to the officials with like. Mini bag of peanut M and M's, mini bag of regular, and just palm them both in the official and goes, "Keep it clean, guys. All we're looking for is a clean game. Come on, good calls." Both you know, ways. I actually think that would work. I'm fully on board with this. <laughs> if anybody's listening, get that done. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, in the last four games, Hurdle posted a goal and three assists. So definitely, and uh, first fight ever in his career. So go Tommy. Uh, Timo Meyer, a goal and two assists in his last four. And the only reason why I'm putting him on the hot list is because reports are he's drawing interest from Canadian teams, particularly Calgary. But Sorensen, you're hot, hot enough that some team in Canada is. Th- did they legalize marijuana in Canada? Is that what's going on? Some yeah. parts of it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it must be Calgary is one of them if they're wanting Marcus Sorensen. Uh, okay. Anybody else hot for you this week? <laughs> uh, so you said. Timo Meyer, which I agree with. Meyer, Hurdle, Tomo- Ferraro. Mar- I agree with all those. Yeah. I got two for you, and then we'll throw it over to Rocket. Oh, he's got two. <laughs> whip it out, whip it out. So uh, we'll go. We'll go with the easy choice first. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, um, just solely on, solely on the fact that haters said he wasn't <clears throat> worth the contract, and he's <laughs> and he's proving to be worth said contract. Um, but you know, he, he's got two goals in the last five games. Uh, he did, uh, I will concede. He did take a couple boneheaded penalties in those games, but he seems to me just all around his, everything just seems better. Skating seems better. He's taking more shots 
you know, he averaged, um, just looking here really quick, he averaged about four shots a game over the last week, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're screaming at a guy to shoot the puck more, you want him to get shots. Um, and Can either confirm has, or deny. Right, and has, and has cemented himself on that top line with, with Evander Kane and Logan Couture. So maybe the offense isn't there this past week the way you want, but I just think in general he's playing particularly well, so I'm happy with that. And then here's the the under the radar one, the one where you're gonna go, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, funny that you say that. His name does start with a D. It's Dylan Gambrell. Um, uh, same as LeBanc, two goals in the last five games. Yeah. Um, I thought again, offense is not there, but in the game where the games where Hurdle was gone, I thought he stepped up and played well enough to not be a total black hole in those games. Obviously, that was before last week, but. He just seems like somebody who's making things happen. He's being he's around the puck more, especially his goal in that second game against the Blues. You know, he he had the offensive awareness to realize that it was sort of a sort of a, a danger zone over by the crease and he gets the puck on net and it goes in. You know yeah. what I mean? And the faceoffs are not there. You know, over the last five games he's averaged thirty eight percent, which is not where you want to be. No. But I, I almost attribute that to him taking more faceoffs i i kind of think it's it's just a situation where if you're losing in the game you're probably going to lose faceoffs i think if the sharks win some of these games i think he's killing it in the faceoffs so it's just mm. kind of a weird stat i'm going to be um, well this is a contract year for him i'm going to be real real interested to see if the sharks make him an offer and if they do I, honestly the, i i like the points that you're making like defensively if he can work on his faceoffs i mean but he the goals it's you know at some point the points need to start happening and maybe this is a case of well maybe he how many times did like chris tierney did, did everybody throw him over you know under the bus until all of a sudden he was like surrounded by a little talent and then he like broke it open i i think regardless of what happens i think i think Dylan Gambrell does need to well you think no, he gets no, like a no. two-year like bridge show me deal for like I don't know 1.8 over two or you know uh, well this this last this contract he's currently on was was that deal you know where it's like okay we're gonna get you know you've kind of you've been okay these last two years we're gonna give you two more and we'll see what happens I I'd be fine with that just because even though his game is not where I think a lot of people want it to be, it has grown from where it was. And so I think maybe, you know, if it's a slow burn, I mean, as long as you get there, who yeah. cares how long it took? But the, I feel like some people might be just like, okay, dude, you've had your time to shit or get off the pot. We got, you know, Schmilevsky over here. We got Blickfeld. We got, you know, like we got guys that are ready. We're going to take a look at them because you've had enough. And and that's fair, but I would say the same thing to to let him go for nothing, I think would be a, a misstep because, you know, like I said, his game is better than what it's been. Who's to say it won't get better from where it's at? But also, the Sharks would really benefit from having him re-signed at the very least for next year because there are some pretty strict expansion draft exposure requirements. That's a mouthful that the sharks <laughs> need to fulfill that are currently, that they are currently not fulfilling and Gambrell would help them fulfill that. So it would behoove them to get them signed at the very least for next year. But okay. Uh, we, the, the, we don't need to do like 20 more minutes on yeah. Gambrell. Let's move well, on. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Go, go to, go to Rock. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, everything you guys said is correct. There's really, that's it. Well, okay, so, and then this makes the not hot uh, real simple. Rocket, uh, the officials, <laughs> they were shit this week. Like, every single game. It wasn't just one. It was, and, and again, I'm not blaming the officials for the Sharks losing any of these games, but it was amazing to see how bad they were both ways, and even the broadcast guys are going, geez, you know, that was missed, okay. this was missed. So what that tells me is that there is something in the rule book. There is a specific rule that they got together and said, okay, so we have this rule in the book. It's probably like 9.2.7.14. That's usually how they work. And they'll, they'll be like, uh, this rule says blah, 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 blah. Now, it can be interpreted a number of different ways. And we need to get some clarification on it, so we're all going to try to interpret it this way. So they make a slight change, a modification, in the parameters of how that particular penalty needs to be called because it's not clear enough in how it's written. So they have to like kind of have a meeting on how to define it. This is like insider official shit. And um, so what'll happen is the first couple of games after they make this this uh, little addendum is that everything is just fucked because you're trying to make an adjustment that's like maybe an inch or two different from what you're normally used to calling visually. And at NHL speeds, it's not easy. So I'm not saying that um, they didn't fuck everything up, but the reason why they fucked shit up is because they're in the middle of trying to improve something else and it's not something that they talk about to fans. This is how it is. Yeah, yeah and, and the Sharks are the victim of, of it. I get it. I fucking get that. And as a Sharks fan, I can understand the outrage and the butt hurt and everything else. But as an official, I get it. It's just, this is a fish tank, man. Welcome to the fish tank. <laughs> It's, it's it's eat or get eaten, and the sharks are getting eaten right now. Well, let's move out of hot or not into uh, basically the hot topics of the week. Uh, but before we do, uh, just want to remind everybody, if you would like to support the live show, you can hit us up with a Super Chat donation. Of course, that's only available live, but... Better yet, if you want to support the show, please do us a favor. Hit us up with a little something in our Venmo tip jar. You can catch us at Teal Town USA over there. Oh, boy. John Scott. John <laughs> Scott. And, in fact, John Scott. Wait, who? who? Hey, everybody. This is John Scott, former Sharks All-Star. Yeah, okay. We remember. So, he had some fun with Darren Drager's comments about Eric Carlson. So let's just talk about these for a hot little second. Darren Drager, a host on TSN 690, asked Drager about Eric Carlson's comments in which he said he didn't sign on for a rebuild. Drager answers, Doug Wilson is probably thinking the Sharks didn't sign on for six more years of the level of play they're getting from Eric Carlson. And um, that, that got over to uh, John Scott and... Look, before we get into this, let's hear what John had to say. Darren Dreger reaches millions of people. <laughs> and so he, he goes, well, Doug Wilson is probably thinking the Sharks didn't sign on for six more years of your level of play, Eric Carlson. Just like shot across the bow to Eric Carlson. Rightfully so. The guy hasn't done anything in his time at San Jose, and he's sitting there complaining that he didn't sign here for a rebuild. You're the reason for the rebuild, Eric. 
You're the reason Doug Wilson is having to do this. You are the sole reason. It's you. Not anybody else. It's you. There's a mirror. Go look at your perfectly coiffed pirate haircut and beard and mustache and just say, I'm the reason we're rebuilding. If you would have shown the type of player that you were in Ottawa when you came to San Jose, you might have a Stanley Cup ring on your finger. Uh, John Scott is not one to, shall we say, hide his feelings. He called it out. Now, obviously, EK65, he's a lightning rod. And it's good clickbait. You know, we, you, we, I'm sure if we named every Pucknologist's episode Eric Carlson Sucks, our views would go through the roof. Uh, but is, is, Scott, is Scott off base blaming EK for the rebuild? Yes. Show your work. Um, because Eric Carlson is not paid to be a goalie. Eric Carlson is not paid. <laughs> Eric Carlson is You know not what? Paid Brent Burns be- isn't either, but he's still there. No, but I'm just saying it. I, 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 I'm. Eric Carlson is. Eric Carlson is part of the problem. But at the end of the day, you're going to go as far as your goalie will take you. And as we've seen the last two and a half years, that is nowhere. Um, I and that's not to say that Martin Jones is the sole reason for the rebuild. But I would argue he's got more to contribute to it than Eric Carlson does. I mean, Eric Carlson, say what you want about how poorly he's played over these last two and a half years. He's still been, frankly, I think he's been better than people give him credit for. That's not to say that he's been good. That's just has to he, say has he's he been, been eleven point five million dollars good. No, he hasn't. But I don't think Martin Jones has been, you know, eleven point five dollars good. And no, I didn't forget to say million. <laughs> so, I, I I think Eric Carlson is part of the problem, but he's not the problem. I look at goaltending. I look at. The, the forwards last year and maybe even a little bit this year. I mean, hello, Logan Couture, no points in the last five games. I know you were hot before that, but you got to be consistent. And same thing, Tomash Hurdle. I mean, he had he had COVID, and obviously that kind of messes everything up. But even when he was perfectly healthy, he wasn't exactly wowing everybody. Mm. And I, I think it's – Dude, you know. To blame. You know what I – Derek Carlson. It isn't. But he, he's a significant part of the issue. When you're, you know, when you're the highest paid guy on the team, of sure. course the spotlight is going to be just a scooch bigger on you than other people. But let me let me ask you this really quick, and then we can move on. That what word did you say after significant? I don't know. What did I say? You said part. Oh yes, part, <sighs> part of the issue. And John Scott is intimating that Eric Carlson is the whole issue. Yeah, and no, that's I, not a point that I agree with. That and that I yes. That I would I think, agree but with. But you, you have to agree, though. I think all of us have to agree that he is the highest paid issue, which makes him the easiest sore thumb in the room yep. to whack a hammer yep. on. And For sure. For his, sure. Okay. And his attitude it, makes it easier. Yep. To whack okay, him with but, a hammer. Okay. So let me ask you this then. What, when you say his attitude, what are you referring to? Um. <laughs> really? We're going to go down this? Okay, we, fine. Let's play. Sit there and say, my performance over the last is, two seasons has sucked ass. Is, been it, is, it, is it because he stiffed you for an autograph? No, he never stiffed me for an autograph. I've never <laughs> asked him for an autograph. Have I seen him stiff? <laughs> what? It's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I Now, have I seen him stiff kids for autographs and other people when there were like literally two people asking 
And it, like, have I seen him do that? Yes. Have I seen him park in areas that are like flagged off that no parking zones? Yes. I've seen those things. Have I seen him show up to interviews late? Because, you know, the, look, wh- whether you agree or disagree, uh, I'm a little bit of a studier of kind of, uh, shall we say, behavioral issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Typically, I can walk into a room in about two or three minutes. I can sum up, I can size up somebody pretty quickly. And tell you, you know, what they don't like about themselves, what they're proud of. You get you in, in just certain things. You can tell by the way that people carry themselves. Whenever you see Carlson kind of just, you know, doing his thing, when he doesn't have the skates on and the jersey on, but when he's just got like the normal gear on, he can he can have, you know, a, a long sleeve shirt. And what's funny, the shirt or the sleeve that uh, the sleeve that's pulled up, because it's a lot of times it's just one side is pulled up. Why? Because that's the side that's got the, you know, the $6,000 rolly on it. Because people have to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw Eric Carlson basically blow off a couple people that were asking for autographs because he was too busy showing off his $250,000 Ferrari to a couple of the teammates. Like, he's a narcissist. The guy is a diva. I've seen him show up to interviews late because his time is more valuable to him. It's just, it's a behavioral thing. You know, it's not one thing that I'm going to, to say, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not bashing the same little thing over and over. I'm saying there's this and there's this and there's this. like, I'm drawing a behavioral pattern here. It's clear. Eric is about Eric. You know, when, how do we all remember Eric being on the bench ripping Brendan Dillon a new asshole? We remember that, right? Thank you. Sure. Okay. And yet I remember, I remember none of us sitting on that bench, but go ahead. But we saw it. Yes. You know, we all saw it. Optics were bad. Yeah. Not the, not the best optics, but when it's brought up to him in an interview a few weeks ago, about, uh, you know, that maybe you should be, uh, maybe one of the things that would help out your game is being pulled off the PK. And he was, mm-hmm. he was very defiant. No, no, that's a big part of my game. I play whether you guys see it or not. That, okay, that I will give you. That I will give you. Mm. The, the, the thing about, okay, um, you say he parked in a non-parking spot. This is a joke, but maybe it was... You, you ever you ever work for a company? Maybe this is just me, but you ever work somewhere and you're like, oh, I want to park here later. I'm going to put a cone in the spot so nobody parks there. Maybe it's the same thing. Uh, and, and that whoever <laughs> does that is also Philadelphia. a dick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know no. that was that was more of just me poking fun. But yeah. you know, you know who else I've seen stiff kids for autographs? Oh, Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Patrick Mar- Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, and you don't hear shit. I dude, I can't tell you how many times, at least two. Sorry, at least three times where I've seen Patrick Marlowe dip out a side door and jump into his fucking mystery machine and get out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, no, it's, it's, it's I'm not, not, it's not saying Eric- I'm not saying Eric Carlson is the only one who does it. I'm saying that it's it's just one of you know the it's to quote Pink Floyd. It's just you know another brick in the wall. Sure. It's just one more thing that you that that leads you down the path of this guy is a narcissistic diva. 
You know, if he yeah. was out there spending more, like conversely, Brent Burns, I've mm-hmm. seen that dude literally be half in the in the ridiculously huge monster truck halfway out of the parking lot, and somebody is just walking. You know, they're they're walking towards you know the parking area, and they're holding up a Brent Burns jersey, and Chief will literally throw us come to a screeching stop, wave the person over so he can sign it. Yeah, and 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 to your point, I've seen I remember there was do you remember that one season where he wasn't he wasn't available to the media for like a week because he had like a flu bug or something? There was something weird with him going on. You're and talking about Carlson. I, no, Brent Burns. Oh, okay. And that that he like he had the flu. There was something weird going on. And same thing. The, I actually saw him. Vegas flu? That's what I call him. No, I, I think it might have been before <laughs> Vegas was a team. But right. I, I definitely remember, like, in my head, because th- I was at this practice, remember thinking, oh, okay, Burns is sick. He's probably just going to get the hell out of here. And I don't think anybody would blame him for that. Nope. But to your point, Chief stopped, got out, signed it, and he bailed. So you you make a, a point about it. But I don't know. I, I've seen other players kind of stiff for autographs. So I, I think dinging somebody for that, I. I see where you're going for it, but I don't think it's something that I would have done. But <laughs> hold on, dude. Check this out from Steve Rector in the comments. This is great. Just came into this late, but this is what happened to my dad. EK65 yelled at him when he asked for an autograph because he was showing Melker his new car last year. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Now, you know, I, I can uh, obviously can neither confirm or deny that story. I'm not there, but based on what I have seen, I completely believe that story. So anyway, uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember I I've seen, you know, I have friends who, you know, I have friends who have photos with Evander Kane from a practice and chief is on his phone. So yeah, no, I've, I haven't heard the, the, the greatest things about Evander either. No, that's not, that's not to turn the conversation on Evander. It's, it's just to say, you know, Eric Carlson's not there are others, yeah, and like I said, Patrick Marlowe dipping out side doors, Joe Thornton, you know, popping the headphones in when they're when they're not plugged into anything. I mean, we've seen it all. So, well, and here's the here's the bottom line on this: when you go in to ask for a photo or an autograph, you're going to, you know, show up on a day when a player might not be having a good day, whether his coach ragged him out. Uh, whether the the girlfriend didn't put out the night before, <laughs> wow, to to just go full on misogynistic asshole. Uh, but I mean, whatever the issue is, you know, maybe he, you know, didn't have a good meal and his stomach's upset. Like there could be a multitude of issues where for some reason that particular day, chief ain't feeling it. Doesn't want to sign your tchotchke or whatever it is. Doesn't want to take a photo with you that day. He doesn't feel photo ready. Okay, fine. So you try again and but then, you know, after like five, six tries, you know, it, at some point, you know, after when you bring the, your ball to the yard, you throw it up towards the rim, you throw it up 10 times. If it doesn't go in 10 out of 10 times, at some point you, you maybe think, okay, this is not for me. I'm just going to go home. And there are some guys I've, I've heard, you know, Vlasic is notorious for cutting out. I've heard Pavelski is hot and cold. There are different guys that, uh, you know, they'll do it or they want. Either way, I'm just saying it was one more mm-hmm. example of narcissistic, you know, diva whatever. 
Anyway, I feel like we've gone on way too long on this. Um, we, but we obviously talk about EK65 a lot. What about Vlasic? So recently a scout told our buddy Shang Peng that Vlasic has fallen off the face of the earth. The feet aren't there. He's not playing hungry. Now, I get that Vlasic was gotten for a steal for the be- better part of his career. And perhaps Wilson is giving him his cookies now, as Jerk likes to say. But, uh, you know, how many other teams do you know that are paying a seven, $7 million to a bottom-pairing D-man? And he's on the books for another five after this. So I'm just uh, – someone needs to explain to me what the fuck Doug Wilson was thinking with these insanely long deals. Um, I'll just say what I said last time. You're – you're looking at a decision from three years ago with the knowledge you have now. Yeah. It, it's and and I and you and don't get me wrong, dude. You make a real you make a valid point. Vlasic looks sus. Burns looks sus. Carlson looks sus. Martin Jones looks brutal. But at the I I think if you if you do it all over again, I still think you have to sign those deals because <laughs> the Sharks had good teams in seventeen eighteen and eighteen nineteen because of those deals. And and I always say, you know, it, it, it's depending on what side of the bed you wake up, it determines what you're outraged about. If the Sharks don't do anything, you want them to do more. If they do something, you want them to do less. It, it's I don't think it's fair when you say, oh, not you specifically, just in general. But when people say, oh, you know, Vlasic's a nightmare. Why did we sign that contract? And it's like, well, you know, jump into the time machine to July 2017. Chief was coming off a playoff round against the Edmonton Oilers where the Sharks lost and he held Connor McDavid to no points. Who? Exactly. <laughs> like it's you you have to go on cap friendly. Look at the contract. Look at the date that it was signed. Was it bad at that date? No. Then it was worth signing. 7 million is a bit rich for Mark Edward Vlasic, but I think about where the Sharks would have been in 1718 and 1819 had they not re-signed him. Mm-hmm. You're well, certainly not making a run to the Western Conference Final, I'll tell you that. Well, here, look, um, I want to hit up a few comments because... Uh, th- hit it up! Yes, clearly some of the things we were talking about were uh, a little thought-provoking, if you will. Sure. <laughs> so we talk about guys that will like... Uh, well, here, let's start off with Chris. Who? So, Chris, as an adult with no kids, I don't care if someone is less available than others if they perform on the ice. So, Chief better start performing on the ice. I do appreciate, I think it needs to be recognized that Chris is starting to use the word Chief. You are welcome. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank as, you, as Hockey Jerk. Of, as the Chief of Chiefing for Teal Town USA, I appreciate mm. the words. Yes, from Sharksky08. Do you think the Sharks are in the wrong for ignoring or being less able to take autographs because the team is general and bad? No, the, the, nobody said you can't see a player right now because of the Rona. So I don't even yeah. give a shit about that. Um. So anywho, well, I, I, I I will say really really quickly, like about in the wrong for ignoring um autographs that kind of stuff. There, you know, and 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 AJ and I've talked about this board. There is actually a a a whatever you want to say a clause in the NHL CBA that says, you know, fans may not be, um, what's the word, uh, you know, unfairly refused when asking for an autograph. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but at the same time, the way I look at it is you, you, you look at it from like it's a job. 
practice, you go to practice, you're, you're, you're snapping it around with the teammates and you're doing your thing. You're on the clock. Yep. You step out that door, get into your car. That's your time. You got a dentist appointment. You're meeting whoever for lunch. You want to go take a nap. But you know jerk, I mean? if we're door. both there, isn't it our time? I guess, but you know. <laughs> All right, everybody. You got, you got okay, one. he didn't get the Breakfast Club reference. We get it. Uh, Chris brother, also saying, brother, brother, I'm 26. Yeah, I know, uh, <laughs> dude. It's I've seen I've seen movies on all streaming media. Yeah, sir. I've seen, dude. I've seen movies that came out before I was born. Get over oh, it. Oh yeah, uh, I know. I'm just, I'm just. I'm I just remember messing. from Chris. I remember a time. Oh Jesus! I remember a time I was on the far side of the quad. What is it? I don't know what he's saying. Uh, in 2012, wearing a Burns jersey, and Burns hit me up as he drove by. Dude, I mean that—that's. That, I was going to say that—that's the kind of guy Burns is. So that, I mean, again, polar opposites, polar opposites. But anywho, um, now we talk about you know we're kind of slamming them. You know what? Let's talk about a guy who would do anything for anybody. This guy looked familiar. Remember Brendan Dillon? Brendan Dillon. Remember oh, Dilly Dilly? You can make Chief, me cry. Dude, Chief literally, you can see in this photo, Chief got out of his car as he's leaving the game to take a photo. So, Got to enter, entertain the whole charade, charade brigade, I guess. Yeah. Any hoodles. All right. We, we must move on. We are uh, Again, uh, we apologize to our affiliates. We're running long. Um, look, on let's... that, Damon, we're sorry. Oh. All right, let's go around the <laughs> NHL, everybody. So, Reese, okay, we got to blast through these guys. Uh, panel of 17 NHL.com writers were asked about their vote for the Norris right now to no one's surprise. Tampa Bay's headman is far and away the top pick, but would it surprise you to see that Doughty came in second? This is Yes, this is the same Drew Doughty that people were absolutely dumping on a month and a half ago for his contract, but all of a sudden Chiefs started performing, and look at that. Now he is second among Norris voters from NHL.com. If only EK65 could say the same. That would be nice. Well, and, and Chief, Chief's on a shitty team or at least what will be a shitty team, and he's on pace for 69 points if this were an 82-game season. So, yeah, he should probably be up there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So there's somebody who was, uh, what's that called? Oh, yeah, playing up to your contract. Good idea. Uh, Helping the team. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying your the, water. The day his contract expires and he retires, it's going to come out that he's been held together with zip ties and evil spells for the last seven years. <laughs> I'm serious, man. So, uh, oh, and, and Sharks, here. see, here's another thing I just want to say real quick. Sharks last knows. She says, Dilly was a prince when it came to fans. I can confirm. I remember seeing him at practices come out. He would sit there and talk to people. Like, hey, how you mm -hmm. doing? How's it going? Stuff like that. Uh, again. I've, I've got pictures of him being blindsided by some lady bringing her entire first grade class in while he was getting off the ice to the skate and taking and like giving him posters and taking pictures like every single kid in that class there's at least 20 kids had a poster that they needed to take a picture of him with and everything he, and he just stood there and let him do it all he was there for like 20 minutes yeah and 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 you know what and he the the one thing i've noticed about hurdle hurdle jesus Who? dylan <laughs> yeah sorry i was reading something else the thing i've noticed about dylan as well is chief will remember you mm-hmm 
I, you know, I, you know, the few times that I've gotten out to practice, you know, I see Dylan, hey, Brendan, what's up? How are you? Let's snap a pick. Boom. Take a, you know, sign, whatever, you know. And uh, this was actually a quick little anecdote. I was To be fair, the... you have a memorable look. I'm not going yes, to lie. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, well, as but, long as know, we can all agree on that. The You know, I, I had one of those um, programs from the 2016 Stanley Cup Final. And for those who don't know, it has a little... It has like a little blurb of each player. <laughs> For those who don't um, know, he also has a box of two thousand of them. If you want one, <laughs> may may or may not be true. Um, <laughs> you know it though. It has a blurb of each player, and so I was like, "Hey, you mind signing this for me?" And he was like, "So," and he's like, "Oh, you know, are you getting everybody to sign?" It? I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, cool." Fast forward, I don't know, week, week and a half. I'm hey, there did again. You get, he, did you get those other people? He legit. He saw. He's like, "Hey, did you get your book finished?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't even remember telling you that." Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so, so cool. He was just a, an awesome, awesome, awesome guy, and and you know, AJ, <laughs> Rocket's gonna turn yeah, off the camera. I was, he's gonna start I was, crying. I was gonna say AJ, AJ and I felt like <laughs> from from like 2014 to 2000. 16 aj and i filleted him on a nightly basis but oh chief, dude carved him he, a new one and i won a lot of people over. every fucking night he won a lot of people over and oh. if it weren't if it weren't for if it if it weren't for ferraro and kanijov playing so well i think a lot of people would be you know oh, laying, on, dude. Laying, laying on their bed like wolverine looking at a yep. photo of <laughs> dylan, dylan. <laughs> absolutely and, you know what to wrap it up on the Brendan Dillon talk, Chief stepped the hell up, you know, played so well, proved to be a yep. guy. He's played with Burns, Eric Carlson, John Carlson. These are not easy guys to play with. Yep. And you look at what he took to stay in Washington. He's getting paid from what the Sharks gave him to what he's getting now. He got a $630,000 raise to play with John Carlson on one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. You talk about a guy who loves playing and doesn't care what you pay him. You're right. Hey, did you, you get the? Have to look at the tax rates between Washington D.C. and San and California, because oh, he sure. might be making a lot more. Sure, but I I still think the point stands because Chief probably yeah. could have like somebody would have given him five and a half million. I would bet. Is is the photo of Dylan behind you? Is that the one that you got from the shark store? Yes. Yes. Awesome. That was the one that was like hanging above the entrance, right? Above the entrance door. Yeah, okay. Yeah, too cool. Uh, recently, a headline from NHL.com had me giggling a little bit because it said, now let, now let me read it for you in the way that it actually is written. The Sabres firing Kruger as coach, only the first step towards turning the team around. Stability, culture change must follow to get Buffalo on winning path. And the reason why I say this, because this sounds familiar. Let me just change like three words. The Sharks firing DeBoer as coach is only the first step in turning the team around. Stability culture change must follow to get San Jose on winning path. I literally replaced three words. They're all correct. <laughs> I, I, I just want to jump in here really quick just to make a point that, or bring up a point Rocket was saying. Uh, the For San Jose... The income tax percentage fifty point eight six percent for Washington D.C. forty four point eight five percent. So yeah. pretty pretty close. Um, I would say his his raise covers the difference, but still small raise. Okay, um, can I ask you yeah. though to alter yeah. your camera back? Because right now it makes me look like I'm about seven foot 
you know, four, <laughs> and you're about Sorry. two foot eight. Sorry. So, yeah. Surrey. But four Surrey. Foot, four no. foot three. Yeah, Surrey. I escaped from the kids' table. Surrey. I'm, and, and you know what, AJ? I'm... I, I'm fortunate that the sharks are not in a Buffalo Sabres situation, but you're you're right. You you change those words around, and Dude. it's definitely a little familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's speculation around the league, and Gary Bettman even mentioned it that the mini series thing is working, where you you know you get teams to play back to you know back to backs. Uh, saves on travel, saves on wear and tear on the players. As we get beyond the Rona and back to full capacity arenas, uh, do you think the NHL should keep mini series as part of their scheduling? Obviously, it would just be within your division, but I say absolutely. Yeah, I think it adds a whole other layer, a layer to the um, <laughs> layer to the to to the dip. You know what I'm saying? Because. Not only do you have to see this team, but then the next night of the series, it's like you're like, okay, so that was all of the shit that we dealt with the night before. So these are all the adjustments that you're going to make. So it's almost like it's it's heightened because it's not only you get to see the on ice product and the development happen there, but you get to see the coaching development and see how they're moving their players against another team, specifically the same roster on another team. Um, I think that that's uh, a lot more interesting, and I like it. Well, and familiarity breeds contempt. They said that f- oh, yeah. fighting is up 46% this season. I yeah. think this is probably why, but I'm totally down with this, especially if the NHL is somehow able to figure out a way to do this the kind of way that they're doing it right now, at least when it comes to the Sharks, Friday, Saturday. Or maybe you try to do it like a Saturday Sunday thing, so that way it actually kind of gooses the tourism aspect of it. Like, could you imagine being an Edmonton fan and you're like looking at the calendar in the dead of January when it's you know <laughs> 23 below in Edmonton, and you're going, "Hey, the Oilers are playing in San Jose." Next Saturday and Sunday, or the you know, or in three months they're going to play. And so when you first get that schedule, let's let's go watch both games. You know, two games in San Jose. We'll get out of the frigidness. We'll get to like 55, 60 degree high instead of you know zero. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I am so down with this. If you were going to tell me that, oh hey AJ, you're not going to believe this, but next season. Sharks playing in Anaheim Saturday and Sunday back to back. Oh, dude, I'm I'm buying the tickets. I'm driving down that morning. Dude, I'm driving down Friday morning, fucking around L.A., seeing, you know, hooking up, seeing some friends, go to Santa Monica, go to Venice, check out all that. Boom. Head down to, to you know, to the O.C., watch me a little Anaheim duck hockey at the Ponda. Boom. Back Monday morning to work, and I'm feeling great. Come on, make it happen, Gary Bettman. I think this is something that could be fantastic. And speaking of Anaheim, can just for a second we talk about the reverse retro goalie masks? Oh, chef's kiss. You love to see it. Those are pretty killer. Oh, dude, these are tight. I so wish the Sharks would have gone retro with their masks on a on a 
level like this. Dude, are you kidding? I don't know what the, these, I'm sure at some point will sell and they are going to, dude, we're, we're talking five, six, maybe seven grand. Easy, easy. Put that, dude, I, if I'm the, if I'm the ducks, I'm putting out like a series of these. That eggplant <laughs> really looks Oops. nice. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, shit. Here we, let, let me just take a quick look at the time. Yeah, okay. I might. This might be a smoke em if you got them thing because I get the feeling that Jerk and Rocket are going to bang one out, <laughs> if you will. Or this could happen really quick. Mm. Here's um, the headline. Here is the headline. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. All right, calm friend, down. You know. <laughs> TSN's Gord Miller had a little Twitter rant about I don't want to associate with anything Barstool Sports. Well, okay. Oh, okay. I'm not done. We, I'm no, not done. I'm no, not done. I'm not wait, done. Let wait, me finish. Let okay. me finish. I know the Spit and Chicklets podcast is part of Barstool, and I hear pieces of their stuff on occasion. Uh, on occasion. I'm not a Barstool guy. I do, I'm not familiar with the brand. I looked at their website earlier this week when I was putting together the rundown, and it's one of the worst looking websites I've ever seen. It's like, it looks like somebody put it together as like a high school project or something. Um, what's it? So jerk, I will, we'll start with you. What is this all about? Gordon Miller? All, what is Barstool about? Let, let, let's hear it guys. Smoke him if so, you got him, everybody. Yeah. So basically here's the short version is, you know, Barstool. It's a, it's uh, a, I'm it's sorry, a sir. Website. Have you ever heard this podcast? We don't do the short version here, but go ahead. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sports website. It's a, ne it's a network that hosts a bunch of podcasts and yada, yada, yada. That's pretty much the extent of it. And so Gord Miller was doing an AMA and he was asked, Hey, why aren't you going to be, or when are you going to be on spit and chicklets? And he said, you know, I love those guys. But because they're associated with Barstool, I, I just don't have any desire to do anything involving Barstool. And a, and AJ says rant, but literally that was that was it. That's all he said. Well, yeah, is, you're I right. Prefer, Everybody else prefer, made it said that. Oh, yeah. I can't believe he ranted about that. And it's like actually he was just clarifying what he said. But go ahead. Yeah, and you know he all that's all he said was just I don't want to associate with them. He didn't say anything deflammatory or anything like that. And so their, I guess their owner, Dave Portnoy, you know, basically said, oh, people like Gord Miller, you know, they're, they always hate all the good things I'm doing and they, they don't like, you know, they, they just, whatever, they want to take down my brand and all this stuff. And oh, Dave Portnoy. yeah. And so Gord Miller came out and he said, you know, he basically said, uh, not me, not wanting to associate with Barstool is prompted a lot of correspondence, you know, the, my problem with them is their unapologetic misogyny, racism, xenophobia, and condoning non-consensual sex. Yep. And, you know, basically saying, you know, if you want to show me points to the contrary, like, let's talk about it. And, of course, all of the, you know, guys who've got the Saturdays or for the boys flag above their couch sprung into action and basically <laughs> said, oh, Gordon Miller... Gordon Miller doesn't get it, you know, you're just part of the woke police and, yep. you know, we're going to come fucking get you. Yeah, there were some people who said, oh, I would kill this guy for you, Dave Portnoy. And yep. it's like, it's like, what is wrong? And it, it, it's just wild to me. And and here's the thing. Barstool, they've done some good things. They're, Portnoy organized a fund 
to give money to small businesses who were closed because of COVID. That's a very good thing. But the reason for doing it is shady because it was all framed as, oh, we're going to prove that we're better than politicians who want to control you and not let you operate without masks and da 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 da. And, you know, the these same frat boys and who have the flag over their couch, as I mentioned, you know, they all want to say, oh, Barstools, they've done all this, you know, they've done all this good stuff. How can you say this about them? And it's like the point that Gord and his daughter and a few other people have made on Twitter is that, you know, you can say Barstool has done good things and still not excuse them for putting out racist, misogynistic, xenophobic content. Let's not forget, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but this is the same organization that said Colin Kaepernick didn't resonate with black people because he didn't look full black. This is the same organization that posted one of their podcasts had an episode that had the N-word in the title. This is the same organization that said that Colin Kaepernick looked like he was from Al-Qaeda. And now I'm just saying, you can say that they've done good things and call them out on their bullshit. Two things can be true. Rocket. All right. And I was going to say, and and now we, we throw to rocket who during, who will now be sponsoring this segment. I have some things to say. No, everything, (laughs) everything jerk just said is succinct and on the point. And I don't have anything to add to that. that won't make me look like an inflammatory beast. Uh, because I am exactly the kind of person that anybody from Barstool would love to set on fire and torch in the middle of the street and laugh at. Like, that's seriously the level of misogyny that goes on over there. It has nothing to do with how I feel about sports. It has nothing to do with my opinion on anything. The fact is, anything I would say to them if I wasn't um, emotionally fellating them Let's say I would be burnt at the stake and and said that I was, you know, I was frigid. I was a witch. I was also terrible things. I was mean, you know, like and just because I'm a woman. And so I, uh, I what don't do you support... mean you don't want to blow me rocket? Exactly. So I, <laughs> I, I don't um, I, I just don't need to be I'm offended in that kind of. I can't be in that kind of toxic environment because it just leads to a lot of a, a not even microaggressions, but like bullshit aggressions. And then it just leads to dudes feeling entitled like it's cool to be misogynist. Like it's all a joke for me to be this, you know, dick swinging asshole. Blah, blah, blah. You're just a sensitive split tail. No, actually, I'm not. And the fact that you need to bring gender and sex into a sports um Context kind of tells me that you know very little about this sport <laughs> and you have to flip to other things in order to make yourself look superior here. I get that. I'm sorry that, you know, that happens, but I, yeah. So I so think as, we're a little bit superior to other people. As fun as Spit and Chicklets is for a lot of hockey fans and stuff, I just need everybody to remember that it comes from a place of hate deep down and under. Like they may make you laugh and chuckle because it all feels like a locker room, but that is the most toxic fucking environment. Um, and I've been in some nasty, toxic places. And that's that's <coughs> not something I would ever willingly want to deal with. Can I say so, one and, thing to you, Rocket? By all means. To get the profile here. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I, I will say two things, and then we'll get out of here. The best... The best tweet, the best tweet that I saw that sums up this whole Gord Miller, and I don't even want to say Gord Miller 
Dave Portnoy feud because Gord Miller literally made a comment that was like if I just said, "Oh, you know what?" Um, well, hold on. You know, let me I, let me say let me ask you one thing. Sure. Gord Miller, respected broadcaster. Yeah, TSN and NBC. Um, you know, he's made a lot of you know he's called a lot of really big games. And um, okay, you've reminded me. I'm going to say three things. So number one, best tweet I saw to sum up this whole situation. Uh, Lulu underscore Vaughn on Twitter. I'm going to shout her out because obviously she came up with this and I doubt she's listening, but if you are love the tweet, she said, this is basically, this was her interpretation. Gord Miller barstool is misogynistic, racist, and xenophobic. Dave Portnoy, you attacked everything I'm about dot, 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 dot. So you admit you're misogynistic, racist, and xenophobic then? <laughs> number number really? two. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's the tweet. No, number <laughs> num, number two. There are a lot of fucking losers who are replying to her tweet saying, "Oh, your your Twitter bio says wear a mask. That tells you everything you need to know about how stupid you are. And oh, you should lose some weight. And oh, mind your own business, woman. And it's like, aren't you?" Proving Gord Miller's point. Uh huh. And number three to wrap up this whole schmozzle of a situation <laughs> is yeah we have to get under uh, the schlemiel. Yeah, so I saw somebody on Twitter say, "Oh, Gord Miller's one to talk. He works for NBC, who allowed Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick to do what they've done." I'm sorry. Does like, Gord Miller do the hiring? At well, NBC? does Gord Miller do the hiring? But also, is Gord Miller either of those people? Hey now. Yeah. So like I and I I try not to swear on the podcast but good fucking god. <laughs> Fuck you. Like <laughs> oh my god. And and just for for those in the know <coughs> Sharks Audio Network when you want to hire us and bring us on we are able to do this without cussing but sometimes it's fucking fun. Uh <laughs> look earlier this week the Rangers absolutely raked the Flyers 9 to nothing. And so, based on that, I will give you a quick jerk segment called, wait, what? <laughs> yes. Um, in the 104-year history of the NHL, this has only happened twice. Mika Zibanejad had six points, three goals and three assists, in one period. Not one game, not one day, <laughs> one week, one period. The, the second period, to be specific. So... Second time in the 104-year history of the NHL. Wow. Uh, there's your fun fact for the week. I'm saying it. Hold on. What's going on? Wait, okay, now Felix is having a little fun in the chat here. If you want to hear about AJ's rant about social media, check out the Discord after, provided they're going to be on tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're we going to be on, but uh, which rant would you like to hear? I'm taking requests. Uh, anyway, over this weekend, oh, crap, I'm a bad host if I don't do it. I do have some things to say about the San Jose Barracuda. So, over this weekend, the San Jose Barracuda lost consecutive games to the Henderson Silver Knights, have lost five of their last six. Currently, a record of six. Oh, somebody checked me on this, jerk. I want to say six, six, and four. Feels like that sounds right. Let me double check. I think so. Uh, sitting third in the AHL's Pacific, Joachim Blickfeld continues to lead the team in goals with nine, tied for the lead in points with Alex True at 12. 
15 games played so far. I'm sorry, 16. Uh, Ryan Merkley for Merkley Watch. Seven points with one goal. So that's where we're at. Did I get that right? Sounds right. Barracuda currently currently fifth in the Pacific Division. Oh, they Um, dropped down two spots? As you said, six, six, and four. Um, Wow. So six wins, six losses, four losses in overtime. Hell of a Um, day. Well, dude, the... The Silver Knights and the Condors are killing wagons it. this year. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, all right. And and you know the bear. It, it's it's. I mean, Kevin will tell you there's obviously still time to get back on track. But you know, Barracuda are have played 16 games and they're in fifth. The Henderson Silver Knights have played one less game and mm. they're killing it. 13, two and up. So <sighs> this is kind of interesting from the it's chat. A lot of separation. Sharks Lass saying, a blue coat friend told me that April could see some Sharks fans at the tank for games. No te- no details, though. Now, I know for a fact that earlier in this show, I haven't seen them comment in a while, that we have uh, someone who is an employee who was in the chat. Can you confirm or deny? Not throwing any under the, anyone under the bus, but you know who you are. <laughs> Although I imagine if they comment in the chat, that kind of does say who they are. So maybe you send me a DM, okay? Anyway. If they did allow fans, just with how strict Santa Clara County is, I don't see it being more than a 1,000 people. Yeah. Oh, dude. Not only how strict the county has been, but also how over-the-top safe the Sharks have tried to be. Yep. So, yeah. I think it's going to be... $100 uh, a ticket. Dude, I, I, I'd like... <laughs> shit and egg roll that Brody and Hannon were at the tank this weekend. <laughs> shit and egg roll. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I couldn't believe that the, that happened. But anyway, uh, it's it's one of our favorite segments. I know it's mine. Uh, let's see. Oh, dude, hold on. Who's who? All right, Brightcar seventy five in the chat says AJ and I should have a beer and trash talk EK sixty five and fanatics. Um. Absolutely. Uh, two of my favorite topics, but uh, you're probably not going to hear anything new because I have all the same complaints. <laughs> so let's get on to it, baby. Tweet of the week. Oh, you love to see it. This one come from CJT Devil saying, in the year of our Lord, 2025, the San Jose Sharks will be paying $41.5 million to the following, a 35-year-old Logan Couture. A 33-year-old Evader Kane, probably many Vander. A 34-year-old Eric Carlson. A 40-year-old Brent Burns. A 37-year-old Mark Edward Vlasic. These five players are currently worth 1.3 wins above replacement combined. Now, the first thing I want to say when I look at this tweet is, how do you spell Mark Edward correctly but fuck up Evander? I don't know. That's that's a that's a rhetorical talent there. But look, typos aside, we've all been there. We all make typos. But uh, jerk, this feels like a segment for you to like lose your shit over. So have at it. <laughs> no, I, I. You know what? I I think you're gonna be disappointed because oh, you pussy. Because well, <laughs> and the the point that you made prior is you know how do you know that all of these players will still be on the roster in 2025? Mm-hmm. Also, now obviously the COVID has the Rona. It, it's kind of messed everything up in terms of salary cap growth. Um, but 
by 2025, there's I would say there's a remote possibility the salary cap may go up, even if it's a million dollars. That's still a little bit to add to the grand total. So that's not really a redeeming factor at all. But I see. I feel like something we're, to chew on. I feel like we're still going to be at a flat cap at that point. I I respectfully disagree with you. Really? Um, I don't know, man. We'll see. No, there's that's... no there's no way you're going to have. For four you years, know, four straight years, flat cap. Yeah, I can you're see gonna it. Have, you're going to have three and a half seasons of full capacity fans in the building, plus legal gambling, plus Seattle, plus new TV deal in the United States. There's no way the cap's not not staying flat by 2025. Uh, that okay? Let me let me rephrase. Maybe 2025 is the first year it goes up. That's fair. Um, but also, I mean. Like looking, I I know obviously you say, well, you signed the contracts for this long. You should be looking this far, this far out. I don't really subscribe to that idea because I can remember going into the Vegas expansion draft, like at the beginning of that season leading up to it. There were a couple things where it's like, oh, you know, are we going to have room for this guy or that guy? What are we going to (laughs) do? And they weren't and they weren't (laughs) even on the team. So there you go. You can't. It's kind of hard to talk about how something is going to be in the future until you get to that point. We have no clue what's going to happen in four years. I know the two of you who I'm here with, obviously, I I feel like the Sharks are going to miss the playoffs, but go ahead. Famously, famously remember a future of the Sharks article in the Hockey News that listed Julius Bergman, who's not even in North America, as a top four defenseman for the Sharks. So you know that's what? why I don't I don't really dabble with forecasting or predicting at all because you have no clue what the hell is going to happen, especially in four years from now. Keep talking. Keep, uh, I don't have anything to say. Rocket, your take on predicting things from four years from now that haven't happened yet. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, if, if things from four years don't happen now, but I think that they will. I are, Let me put it this way. I like to find the the unlikely stories and try to focus on those. Like you guys are talking about how old all these people are going to be. What if Patty Marlowe just stays around <laughs> for the next <laughs> five years? And what like what if he just turns into a you know a Yarmer Yager and she's like, no, okay, I'm gonna stay. This is awesome. This is fucking awesome. All right, what? so uh, look. I'm Be- looking. Because Jerk invoked the name, right? It's giveaway time, people. So <coughs> if you know, if you understand, uh, look, here's how to win. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, leave us a nice review, pleasant review. Be honest. Don't be a dick. <laughs> but, you know, be honest. It's, if you sit there and say, hey, you know, I miss Rocket's wigs. That's an honest assessment. Yeah, but if, are if we? You're a, if you're a frat bro and you feel attacked by my rant, let us know. See, That's there you nice. go. But as long as you're honest, but leave us a nice review and five stars. We're gonna randomly pick a review in like every week. I plan on doing this until the end of the season, and or until you run out of swag. That too. Uh, I. I don't think the season comes first. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, we're gonna randomly pick a winner uh, again uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I believe it was Richard and Kathy were two of our winners. Kathy, the last time I looked, was in the chat. Kathy, you and I need to get together so I can hand you your bobblehead. But Jerk invoked the name Julius Bergman. So 
Alex Beltran one seventeen on the Twitter. You kaboom are going to get a this is Sharks Territory sign signed by Julius well you can't see it, but yeah, signed by Bergman. Julius Bergman. You get this. Boom. Prospected top four offenseman. Yeah. Now, let me just say, I you know, like you know, a couple of you I'm sure are gonna sit there and go, Oh, that sucks. You know, like that, oh, what a shitty thing to win. Right? Uh, but I have a couple other ones and, and they're fun and we're gonna you know what? I'm gonna make this as part of the uh part of the gives as we move on. So look, here's a uh, a fan shark or this is Sharks Territory signed signed by Melker Carlson, Dalton Prout. Uh, who is that? Who the hell wore 70? Who the hell is that? Um, is that, that... Uh, Art, Artemi Kanaizev or something? Something like that? N- no, that may have been... Oh, jeez, I don't know. All That's right, the you problem. know what? That's a Kevin That's Lacey. Re- That's a Kevin Lacey yeah, question. Ask but... Kevin Lacey because they recycle too many questions. Yeah. Too many questions. Too many numbers. Yeah, so that's 70. It looks like it starts with an A. Anyway, but signed by Melker, Dalton Prout, you know, world-famous Sharks legend. Dalton Prout, what, played all of two games, had had three concussions, played two games. And then, of course, Barkley Goodrow. Uh, another one we're going to give is a fan 2019, this is Sharks Territory Fan Fest sign by now and the thing being oh you know what uh dude avocado fight in the house dude oh number 70 that's alex true even better okay i can't believe i didn't know that right (laughs) that's fantastic okay but this one this is sharks territory fan fest signed signed by if you can read it you probably can't but uh yoel shelman (laughs) right and finally, and I think this is probably going to be the one that we're really going to have to go hard on, a This Is Sharks Territory sign, signed by, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, signed by Timo Meyer. So, boom, we're going to be doing those. Yeah, but yeah. Alex Beltran, you have won a sign autographed by, what's his name? Julius? Julius? Julius Bergman. Is, is, Alex, is Alex, is he in the chat? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I I am unsure. So anyway, yeah, we went we spent way too long on that, but it was fun. Anyway, was say, can, we, sure. can we wrap can we wrap up talking so we can go to Discord and talk? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the, that's the uh, that's where we're at with the giveaways. So another uh, again, how we're doing it right now. It may change in the future, but right now, uh, go to iTunes, leave us five stars, a nice review. Make sure to sign it with either your YouTube handle that you use here in the comments or a Twitter handle, some way for us to get a hold of you so we can contact you. Um, again, send off the bobblehead to the person in Las Vegas who was our watcher that won. Uh, I'm going to meet up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to meet up with Sharks Last soon. Hopefully sometime this week we'll grab a coffee. I can hand her her bobblehead. And then, uh, yeah, I got to contact Alex to make sure that he gets his sign. And so we're going to probably next Friday or Saturday, I'm going to go through the reviews, see what's new. And if we have, you know, multiple reviews, I'll go through, write everybody's name, throw it in a, you know, jar and pull it out. Uh, Your entry will remain. If you write us a review two, two weeks ago and you haven't won, 
you're still going to be eligible down the line because you did leave us a review in 2021. So you're going to be involved in the draw every week. Just wanted to let you know that. Um, we did our tweet of the week. I got to call this out. Look, I'm uh, Brett Hedekin. You're a nice guy, <laughs> but dude, some of your calls are cringeworthy. <laughs> we, we all remember one of my favorites, of course, was the, uh, oh boy, he wasn't able to execute there because he ran out of gas. And you know, when you run out of gas, it's hard to execute. That, that, that was one. Or another one of my favorites, of course, was the Sharks need to decide, do they want to get their butts kicked or do they want to be a kick butter? But this weekend gave me possibly my new favorite that I would like to share with you now. Well, the Blues are turning shorthanded opportunities into an opportunity. And they get opportunity right here on a two-on-one. So we're turning opportunities into an opportunity, and we just got an opportunity. Are, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> you know, they, they had an opportunity to score on that opportunity, but it just wasn't an opportune it, time for them yes. to score Yo, on dog, their opportunity. I heard you liked opportunities, so we put an opportunity on your opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, Julius Bergman, who had four goals, five assists, and 48 games in Finland this season. Totally NHL material for the hockey news. There you go. Back. Yeah, I was gonna say I brought up that article and and we were gonna have, we were gonna have to call an ambulance for Kevin because he popped really hard for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, avocado flight on the chat. You're my hero. I noticed the Yoda speak more this week. Now, for those of you who don't know, I've been calling this out re recently because it's been driving me crazy. This is something I believe started with Hetty, and it seems to be a contagious condition that has spread to Randy Hunt. How many times have you heard it? It's like lost the puck in the corner. Gambrell did, you know, offsides, offside Tomas hurdle was like, it's like literally it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, Hetty, just, just do the Yoda voice, you know, like offside. He was, I mean, just, just do it. I'm so tired of this, the, you know, you know, with a huge shot on goal, Gambrell had. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway. Well, it could be worse, man. He could be Dr. Seuss. He cannot <laughs> score a goal from there. He cannot score the anywhere. He cannot score it with his stick. He cannot score. It makes me sick. Oh, okay. That's not where I thought you were ending, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn the show. Yes. So anyway, oh geez, we are already over ninety. Oh, bad host. Bad, yeah. bad, <laughs> bad host. Bad host. Okay. So you can follow her at our backhander seventy six. You can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. If you have any questions or topics you would like to hear us just shoot this shit about. Hit us up at Pucknologist on Twitter. Famous last words it's time for. <laughs> Rocket. With it just out. remember, just remember, it's a 56 game preseason. Thank you. <laughs> Jerk, famous last words, pal. <laughs> famous last words. If you would like to have a good chuckle. One of our 
buddies from the Let's Go Blues sphere of influence. Oh, shit. Uh, whipped up a Twitter account, at guru underscore turf. <laughs> and you're probably only going to see some activity from it when the Sharks pay the Blues, which will no longer happen this year. But after that Blues game on Friday, you know, we were all kind of snapping it around a little bit, and there were some good ones thrown out there. So guru underscore turf, if you want to have a good chuckle. Dear Lord. And, uh, hey, I, I noticed through the show, I think we might have peaked at like 70 live viewers at one point or whatever. How do we only have 23 thumbs up? Help us out. Let's build up this this show, would you? Come on. Is it that difficult to, for a little click, a little clicky click, a little, a little thumb, if you will? Again, Build it up. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, do us a favor. Subscribe, if you would, please. It totally helps us out. Tell a friend. Get someone else to subscribe. Love to try to build this channel. My Famous last words, uh, I haven't seen the final score, so I may be incorrect with this, but last time I looked, Joe Pavelski still leads the Dallas Stars with 14 goals, 27 points, and a plus 10. Now, that may have changed tonight, some of those numbers. He, he did not score a goal tonight. Did he draw um, a minus? No word yet. Uh, let's see. Drum roll. No goals. One assist. Plus one. Two shots on goal. One hit. One giveaway. So he got it. So he drew an assist. He had an so assist. And he was. He had an assist. Was plus one and fifty six percent on the faceoff. Oh, okay. So let. I'm sorry. Everything. Everything that I just said. I need to re-say with the correct numbers. Joe Pavelski still leads the Kings with 14 goals, 28 points, uh, wait, and a stop, plus 11. Stop. I'm going to stop you right there. Joe Pavelski does not lead the Kings. Oh, did I say Kings? Sorry. I was. Yes. Oh, yep. You're right. Okay. Joe Pavelski leads the Stars with 14 goals, 28 points, and a plus 11. Yeah. Yeah, let's not, it, let's not re-sign the old guy. It begs Because the three years is too long. Go ahead. It begs, it begs the question. How good would his numbers be if he wasn't washed up? <laughs> You're right. Uh, and so finally, I think my famous last word is, besides the little Pavelski thing, uh, just like in poker, if you're in a Discord channel and you can't figure out who the sucker is, chances are it's you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review on iTunes. Find all of it on tealtownusa.com, including our latest check-in with Kevin Kurz, who did not mince words. He lays the honesty on the line. I don't know why Kevin is such a polarizing figure on Twitter. I guess some people get offended by honesty, but it is what it is. Remember to check out our After Dark post-game show following every single Sharks game, and that's it. That's our show. Again, apologies to our affiliates and Matt Damon. We were not able to make time for you. Uh, maybe next week, with any luck. Uh, thanks so much for watching. We'll try to keep it to 60 minutes next week, but it's probably not going to happen. But thanks again for watching and listening. We will see you all next week. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, and we will see you all on Discord.